Good morning. I'm Tim Neubauer, and welcome to Safety Unlocked, the morning podcast. And I'm Chad Huffman. And I'm Dave Bittner. Today is Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Our morning podcasts are focused on current safety topics. Here's a rundown of today's events. Today is National Sherlock Holmes Day. Elementary. My dear Watson. <laughs> so um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Basil Rathbone and, and, and the Pralinger archives and all the great uh, uh, old videos. Well, the old Basil Rathbone, Sherlock Holmes are not copyrighted. They're not under any kind of protection. You can download those original Sherlock Holmes from the 30s uh, and watch them and own them. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, and 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 the the premise for making that statement is who's your favorite Sherlock? Well, Nobody? I actually like I like the Benedict Cumberbatch version. I didn't think I'd like it, and it turned out to be really good. I mean, it, as far as remakes, it was really good. Um, Johnny yeah. Lee Miller did a good one on the the show. Um, um, on TV with uh, Lucy Liu. Uh, that was a, I, I enjoyed that version with Johnny Lee Miller. Well, what? It's not data from star Trek. <laughs> I In just keep thinking room. he was, he was before he was famous. He was Mr. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Very early in his career. So yeah. Yeah. And now they have uh, the spinoffs. Uh, what is it? Emma, which is his sister is a, is a young teenager yeah. who solves crime like her brother. Yeah, um, is it Anola Holmes? Is that what it is? Yes, yes, Anola Holmes. Yeah, Anola Holmes. I, yeah, I haven't that. watched. I just thought it was is a unique spin on. Let's do a different generation. Still in the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, but now with a teenage girl solving crimes like her big brother. I like the movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr. I really like those a lot. I was hoping they would even do another one. Yeah, they never do it. They were good. They were fun. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, they were. And reading the books is fun, too. I remember reading them um, uh, in my time in the military when I was endlessly deployed uh, into countries that didn't allow us to go out and drink and party. I read a lot of books, and Sherlock Holmes was one of those uh, um, genres that I just read everything that was available on there. Yeah, that's good. All well, right. Happy National Sherlock Holmes Day. National uh, Sherlock Holmes Day. Uh, we also have National Vanilla Pudding Day. Any fans? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Can I, can I add I like chocolate, chocolate to it and mix it up? <laughs> sure. We'll have a little half and half. Yeah, swirl it. Put chocolate chips and dark chocolate chocolate chips in there. There you go. There you go. Whatever that you can works. make with some vanilla pudding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like it. Last one on the list is National Solitaire Day. Uh, I feel so lonely on this one. But <laughs> I'm um, I'm not a not a car guy. Not a car guy. So, um, how many times have I played solitaire with an actual deck of physical cards? Big fat zero. How many times have I played on my device when I'm stuck in an airplane, airport, or or, or anywhere? Tens of thousands of times, but actually, I've never actually pulled out a deck of cards and played solitaire. Wow. 
I, I have, but I, I don't think I could even remember how to play anymore because I just don't like cards. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about losing money. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> Chad, are you a card player? I like to play cards if I've got people that are interested in playing. Solitaire, I would just do on the computer. Um, but any other type of cards, for the most part, if we can if we can get some people together to play, you know, playing some spades or uh, you know rook or something like that, I enjoy I enjoy playing that a lot. You just got to get you know people to play with you. Um, but being part of like uh, spades tournaments, I did that when I was in college. Or playing, you know, rook with like a group of people that was a lot of fun. Um, poker, not so much, but every now and then, like if it's available, you know, I like to do that. But mm. solitaire has always been one of those things you just like play it on the computer, you know, like yep. see a ton of people in school, well, back in the day or whatever, playing, you know, now it's still probably doing their iPads, but you know, like you said, it's just, yeah, let's just pull it up, trying to kill some time and just start playing this. I never knew how to play it that much. I was just like, okay, if I put this card here, it'll let me do that. I kind of started learning the strategy a little bit later, but you know, yeah, something to pass the time. Somebody had to. Make how, a how about pinochle? Because that seems totally foreign. It's something my father and uncles always played was pinochle. They even have a different deck. I've never played that, but I've seen a lot of people really get into that. They used to get pretty competitive with that too. Competitive pinochle. Oh yeah. You know? So um, uh, I'll overshare my wife's family. They love to play cards, especially my uh, uh, my mother-in-law's family and that whole generation. And this is, you guys are going to shake your head at this, but they believe when someone passes away and you're at the funeral home for the viewing the night before, that if the viewing starts at, let's say, 6 p.m., they're there at 4.30. And if the funeral home wants to go home at midnight, they're still there. And one of the things they do is, in the beginning, it's very formal and everybody's paying their respects. But within about two hours, they start setting up card tables and they will sit there and play cards for hours right there next to the casket right there. It's like the person's the fourth in Pinochle, okay? And they're there for hours. And it's just like, it just it blows my mind that that, that person that's in the casket loved to play cards. So let's just go ahead and play cards with their wake. You know? And they just, I kind of I, I dig that. I kind of dig it's, that. It's, um, I'm not picking on them. I just... But it is very much a thing, and I'm not a card player, you know. So, so it, it was. I mean, they would set tables up, and it was just you would just wait. You say, why they only have like three rows of chairs in front of the uh, in front of the uh, the coffin, um, in the casket is because you know, the rest of the rooms for the, the chairs and the tables because the that, that's one way out. to get me to play cards, Tim. Yeah, make me the guy in the casket. Casket, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean. On that same logic, how many people would have theirs at the bar so you can buy that first round and then stiff them on your tab or something? You know? <laughs> but, you know, I like chess. A lot of people are bored to death by chess, but I like chess. Ah. Awesome. Any yeah. other days uh, uh, of the uh, special national days today? That's it. Just those three. Sherlock Holmes, Vanilla Pudding, and Solitaire. Solitaire. Can you play chess by yourself, Dave, and spin the table around? <laughs> I could, yeah. But you know I your next moves. And, yeah, I never saw the point. Yeah, never <laughs> saw the point. 
Yeah, speed one. I already know how to do this. I'll win and I'll lose at the same time. Hey, uh, today's topic is uh, what we see on the internet has got to be the gospel truth because it's on the internet, right? Um, of course. And, and we talked last Monday about pictures and what people put on the internet. And uh, I, I was um, I was on a job site all day Saturday. Uh, we had a critical crane pick and I was out there with one of our clients. And, um, you know, I was looking... Uh, uh, I took a couple of uh, of pictures and then I said, well, this is a really nice one. I want to go send it to the person, the picture. And then off in the background, I saw some guy who had taken his hard hat off just for that split second to, to clean his brow off. And he was way in the background, but the image was there and it ruined it and I couldn't crop it out. So, um, but people will put things on the internet and not realize that they've exposed themselves. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how the news plays into, to this, um, on last uh, uh, Thursday or Friday in where Dave lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, there was a massive fire at a construction site and uh, tragically um, two people died. Um, and and I can tell you Friday, uh, I saw companies having shutdowns about safety and Saturday, you know, people were asking me and it's all over the Internet that they say, all oh, these guys did this and these guys did that. Um, the only thing that has came out of there so far is that there was a fire. It took a lot of firefighters to put it out, and two people are dead. OSHA has said nothing. There is no emergency release of, hey, this is what caused it. Let's take some corrective actions. Uh, uh, and and I'm going to call them the, uh, the jailhouse safety people who get out there and start making statements about what they think is the cause. No one knows yet. Okay. No one knows yet. Um, uh, this morning, uh, I was reading uh, an article. Um, well, I mean, for, first, I get, what do you guys think about these these folks here that that uh, tend to get out here in front of everything and say, I'm an expert, and this fire was caused by blah, and they have no idea because they weren't there? Well, the biggest problem with that is that uh, someone's going to call you on it if it turns out you're wrong. Uh, you're putting yourself out there as an expert, as a professional, and you're making snap judgments when the investigation is barely started, right? It's right. in its infancy. Um, and now you just left an indelible mark upon the internet that's going to be there forever. Um, and you can you can damage your reputation that way. So I had some interactions with a, a company that's not our client, Um uh, at exceed safety and um, they had a company shutdown to talk about fire and and, and uh, um, um, they had no idea what they were actually working towards they just know that there was a fire um, and you know the next morning I was on their their site for a, a client of ours and they were missing fire extinguishers in a wood frame building you know <laughs> so saying hey there was a fire do we have fire extinguishers you know there was a fire do we have any hot work going on that we need to more, be more sensitive to. So so the reality is, is you want to be sensitive to fire all the time, and especially after a fire when you have that knee-jerk reaction. Uh, but they were so fixated on root causation of that fire that they actually had missed the point that they were missing fire extinguishers in their building. Well, so. in a tinderbox. Yes. Yeah. So um, um, this morning, uh, I was looking... Um, at the news uh, nationwide looking for events where, where, where we've had significant news events, kind of like Charlotte. And um, 
talking about the news organizations, uh, a construction worker was killed in uh, Arlington. I believe that's in Kentucky um, uh, on uh, on Friday. And um, the headlines is worker killed at construction site on Friday. And uh, I'm reading down through all the, the various local news and they say there's a crane on site and there's yellow tape around a crane. Now, Dave's going to chuckle a little bit because you normally put yellow tape around your crane, to keep people away from walking up to the crane. Um, but they've turned this into a crane incident. And, and the, the, from the picture I saw, it was a normal tape you put around a crane, to keep somebody from walking up to the crane. Um, there was not in conjunction with that. So we have no idea. And the news has been cycling through in that area pretty consistently that, Oh my gosh, there was a worker that died and there was a crane on the job site. And they could have said there was a forklift on the job site. They could have said there was mud on the job site. Uh, and again, the news is helping propagate this because they don't actually know what's going on. They haven't called in any actual safety experts. And OSHA's not talking because they're still doing an investigation. So what you have is you have someone who's not a professional, not understanding that the swing radius of the crane is protected and just seeing caution tape and popping off about it. Yep. Um, yeah. So so where Chad and I live, there was a um, a concrete truck. And I'm going to go off on a little tangent on this. On um, Thursday or Friday, a concrete truck tipped over. Now, let me explain to you what a concrete truck is. You take ingredients and you mix them together in a round cylinder that goes around in the back of a truck. You've seen these drive down the street. It's got this big cylinder and it's tilted up and they put in water. They put in gravel, which is called aggregate. They put in sand, which is aggregate. And then they put in something called Portland cement, which is an ingredient that they put into to make concrete. It's like oh, me I saying see where this is going. So, so, so you've got water aggregate and cement, you mix them together in one of those trucks and it spins around and it drives down the road, gets to the construction site, and then it pours it all out in the ground, becomes your concrete foundation, your concrete sidewalk, your concrete walls. It's a concrete truck. Well, one of these concrete trucks tipped over last week in Raleigh and the one of the news agencies says cement truck tipped over. I'm like saying that's saying a, a water truck tipped over when it was really a soup truck because it had water, it has bullion, it has chicken, it has pasta. It is chicken soup. But when it tips over, you pick one of the ingredients and call it that. And it it, it's, it shows that they did not bring in a safety professional or a construction professional before they put out the news that a cement truck tipped over. So in, in case you don't know. If you switch those two terms, cement and concrete, that is one of Tim's pet peeves. So, well, it's it's like saying, "Hey, my house is made out of nails," <laughs> you know, and water because there was wood that grew from water and from fertilizer. So, so you're picking an ingredient, and it is it it's 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 common, and 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 um, not more than a month ago, I was dealing with an OSHA compliance officer who kept referring to concrete as cement, which told me that he was not experienced or educated enough to know the difference between an ingredient and the actual product. But again, 
the news put out that a cement truck tips over. And by the way, there are cement trucks on the road. I, I want to be perfectly clear. You see them and they have like one or two little cone shaped things in the bottom. And uh, 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 and they drive down the road and they're full of this powdery stuff. You know, looks like sand uh, <laughs> in, in texture, even a little thinner than that. And they have it. They go down the road. But that was a concrete truck that tipped over. So and that happens. Um, another example of of um, of Internet experts is what I'm going to call these people. Uh, and one of the people I actually know this person and are really uh, uh, super informative in one aspect of of uh, uh, construction. OK. And uh, in Los Angeles, about a month ago, there was a building collapse. They were building, a, I think it was a, a warehouse or a warehouse for a movie studio or something to do with the filming industry. I don't know what the exact usage was. Uh, and I don't think it's relevant to this story, but um, on the, when they're doing the roof and you're building the roof of a structure and it's a commercial warehouse, they have big, long pieces of metal that we call trusses, joists, girders, depending on whatever uh, applications in. But anyway, there was a lot of open web joists and they collapsed. And it landed on an aerial work platform, a mobile elevator work platform, uh, a boom lift, uh, if you want to call it the common name. Okay. And they actually had to have the fire department come in and they used some high lift uh, rescue, high angle rescue stuff uh, to rescue this guy. And everybody all over all the internet was saying, oh my gosh, this guy had to be rescued from a boom lift. Um, we need more boom lift training. We, you know, we need to have better blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the roof fell on the machine, folks. And everybody was fixated that this rescue happened because the operator wasn't trained. The machine hadn't been inspected and, and the roof collapsed. I don't have to know all the details. I saw the photographs of the roof was on the floor in a pile of twisted metal on top of the boom lift. This is not a boom lift problem, folks. <laughs> This was a roof problem, um, and, you know, and 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 to be quite, fr I mean, and again, I don't want to fall into the trap on there. There was um, there was in the photographs, there was bundles of the metal decking that the, the, the floor that they put on top of there, there was bundles on there. And um, uh, so that's a load that they put on the roof. And I don't know if they had done proper bracing, bolting, welding. That is all speculation. Uh, but the roof collapsed on top of a boom lift. So picking on the boom lift is because you're an expert in boom lifts is kind of a moot point. And you see this all the time on the internet, these internet experts or people who post pictures who show things they didn't intend to show. Chad, have you seen any uh, uh, in your world where somebody puts a picture on the internet and you say, oh, I didn't look at that one. Good. <laughs> Yeah, you say this stuff a lot. I was just thinking about like, um, you know, Dave mentioned like investigations, just the importance of of facts sometimes versus perspective. Um, you can you can make a picture mean or say a lot of things. Um, I was even thinking about deep fakes. You know, I don't know how much of that might apply to uh, safety in pictures. Um, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or something, but hey, I know, fell for one the other day and I was going to buy the Pope had on yeah. his winter coat. 
And I said, man, I really dig that coat. <laughs> I wonder if the papal gift shop sell that stuff. And then like a week later, they're like, this is a deep fake. I'm like, I bought it. So is uh, Bernie Sanders sitting there with his legs crossed by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it just made me think about those things. Like you could see a picture um, and I think it's just the, you know, the nature of the age, like it, most people, not everyone, most people have social media. Most people are getting accustomed now to um, posting things and everyone, you know, um, you know, has their opinion about certain things. But if you, you get into something like that and um, like you said, you you start talking to people who are not professionals, not trained, even sometimes talking to people that are um, they're getting things wrong or they're making snap judgments or something like that. Um and uh, it's a hard lesson to learn. Maybe one we all need to learn is you've got to slow down. If an investigation is happening, you've got to wait for that. You've got to try and deal just with the facts. And even then, you might have to do the fact checking, you know, like, um, so, you know, kind of joking with Tim on the pet peeve. Um, you know, some people say, listen, it's just semantics, but sometimes it, it actually really does matter that it's no, I'm dealing with, you know, uh, concrete as opposed to cement. a wet product versus a dry product because that's you the know, difference between know. concrete and cement is cement is sure. dry powder concrete's a wet substance yeah so you've got to like, be very um very consistent about hey this is exactly what i mean when i say this or this is exactly what this is presenting in the picture or something like that um so did, did, you know, a lot of about- that stuff just matters Talking about facts changing, uh, we started this podcast about uh, a month ago and 55,000 downloads later. Um, we started off talking about a coworker who was killed at work by another coworker. If you remember that, the workplace violence. Um, last yeah. week, they said they're not charging the coworker who, who stabbed his, his other coworker to death. And the reason why the other person actually started it and it was a self-defense case, mm-hmm. you know, but we all started off saying, oh, my gosh, somebody killed somebody at work. And it was it's tragic and and it shouldn't happen in the workplace. But the facts changed. You know, everybody was looking at the the, the deceased person as the uh, as the victim and they were actually the uh, the perpetrator. And, and again, the facts are going to keep coming out more and more. And more. So it's, it's kind of tough to be talking about this, you know? Well, there's uh there's some old proverbs that, that exist in a lot of uh, uh, philosophy and religion that says, uh, no one would know how stupid you were if you didn't talk so much. Chad, you got that philosophy, uh, a piece of paper on the wall. Is that true? I'll probably, yeah, I'm going to make that into a poster and put it on the wall. <laughs> I, I was paraphrasing, of course. It's usually, usually words like wise men and fools, but uh yeah, I like the paraphrase. <laughs> Keeps oh, yeah. you out of trouble. Yeah. It's uh it happens out there, folks. So um I, I guess the moral of today's story is watch what your company is posting on the internet or it you're commenting on something uh and you're speaking out of school. The um FAA and the NTSB and having um, uh, a lot of contact with those folks over my career, um, they, uh, as a rule, you never know what causes a 
plane crash until almost 12 months later. They hold the reports for a year, you know, and they do that because it, obviously they're pretty complicated and complex uh, and they go through there. But if there's something urgent, they'll put out a memo. And, and for me, I always think back to the Alaska Air um, crash a couple of decades ago where um, uh, the uh, rear um I don't know, the rudder, stabilizer, whatever, the back of the airplane, it suddenly pitched up, which made the, the plane do like a rollover somersault and crash. Um, and and I remember when that happened, and and you, it, a lot of people lost their lives, it was tragic, but the for me, what was, was incredible is within about three days, the FAA and the NTSB both came back and said, you will inspect the jack screws on the back of all these planes, period. And you'll do it within the next couple of hours or days. And I thought that was rare because they didn't say that was the cause of the of the plane crash. They said, our investigation has found this as an issue. Inspect all of them immediately. You know, and if it was that kind of a situation, um, my hope is that OSHA would put some emergency news release out and say, hey, let's inspect all these right away. Let's look at these. Let's do a manufacturer recall on these uh rather than than that so don't you know osha has uh six months to to file um investigation uh, or, or citations but it could take them a lot longer to finish an investigation so folks if you're talking about an incident the day after it happens great if you're talking general awareness but be very careful if you're hearing these consultants and they're talking about their vast knowledge of of the event and they no one knows except the compliance officer and those directly involved in there and nobody's talking so that would be the, the moral uh, 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 of the day, the moral of the story for the day. So, And uh, pe- people are going nuts going, why did he call them rudders? They're called trim tabs on an See? airplane. But <laughs> I said, I don't know what the heck I'm calling them. I didn't, I didn't I know, come out I'm with a say they're made out of cement. I'm teasing you. That's my job here. I wake up early in the morning just to, just to poke fun at you. There, Mr. Make Nevada. me cry before the sun comes up. <laughs> it's good to have a boss I could do that with, let me tell you. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Safety Unlocked, the morning show. I'm Tim Neubauer with Chad Huffman and the ever resourceful Dave Bittner picking on me. <laughs> and I'm Dave Bittner. Remember, safety is everyone's business. Everyone have a safe week. You've been listening to Safety Unlocked, a podcast for safety people by safety people. Brought to you by Exceed Safety. Visit our website at exceedsafetyllc.com or call us at 919-728-SAFE. We want you to succeed. We'll help you exceed. Exceed Safety.